Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. This is the NBC University Theater, presenting the second in a series of five radio plays based on great American stories. Tonight, it's A Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway, starring John Lund as Fred Henry and Lorene Tuttle as Catherine. The First World War changed boundaries over all Europe and left the dead strewn across the continent from the fields of Belgium to the lesser-known front in the mountainous north of Italy. The mud, the dirt, the quick and lingering deaths changed a generation of American writers, men who saw human agony and courage firsthand, who discovered that a soldier died with a curse and lived in a world of cold food, raw whiskey, and women when he could find them. One novelist is recognized as the leader in this new school of sharp talk and fast-moving action, Ernest Hemingway. His style is real. Florid description and false beauty are discarded to give us men and women who act and speak as Hemingway really knew them. Tonight our story is A Farewell to Arms, a strange novel and a famous one, for against the mud and dirt of the Italian front in the First World War, Ernest Hemingway has told the story of a love that overcame the dirt and misery of battle. The NBC University Theater presents Ernest Hemingway's A Farewell to Arms. In the summer of 1916, the Italian front wasn't so bad. We had Austrians across the line. They weren't looking for any trouble, and neither were we. Every once in a while, some brass would show up from the general staff, and then there'd be a few artillery shells tossed back and forth, but not much. At night, there was some fighting in the hills. We could see the flashes from the big guns. The company was quartered in a small village at the foot of the big mountain. The wine wasn't bad, and the roof didn't leak, so we were satisfied. We were an ambulance company, but there wasn't much doing Every once in a while, they'd bring in a peasant from the south who'd shot off a toe to get out of the army. We'd patch him up and shove him back in the line. I was coming back to the outfit from leave, but I didn't get any farther than the Garizia Cafe. Lieutenant Rinaldi, the company surgeon, was sitting at an outside table, and he waved his hat and howled when he saw me. Henry! Frederico! Hey, you old... You pass me right by, you long-legged American hound, you low... Hello, Rinaldi. Sit down, my friend, and have a drink. I am way ahead of you. I got a report in. Plenty of time. Now, where did you go on leave? Oh, Milan, Florence, Rome, Naples. But the girls. Did you meet any girls? Sure. Where? Milan, Florence, Rome, Naples. <laughs> <laughs> Great American. But that's nothing. This is now the rich man's war. We have beautiful girls, too. Right here at the front. Wonderful. You don't believe me? Tenant Henry, we have English girls. Beautiful, all in white. I am in love with Miss Barclay. You're crazy. I'll take you with me. You'll see. <clears throat> have you got any money? 
Some. Lend me 50 lire. I must make a Miss Barclay the impression of a man of sufficient wealth. Well, I guess I can... Oh, Henry, I love you. Have you any more? Yeah, no. All right, all right, enough. We'll go now. No. Please, my friend, you talk English to her. Tell her how fine a man Rinaldi is. A drink, and then we go. Hey, Mario, grappa. Oh, no, grappa. I still need my teeth. Wine, then. Good red wine. And then we go to see the English girls. Mario, make it wine. Wine for the American. You're not an Italian, are you, Mr. Henry? No, Miss Barkley. American. Your friend is very Italian. Rinaldi? He's over there talking to Miss Ferguson. She can't understand a word. I have trouble understanding her. Well, that's because she's very Scotch. It's a matter of principle with her. Oh? It's an odd thing. I mean, your being in the Italian army. Well, it's really the ambulance corps. But why Italian? Oh, I don't know. I was here. I speak Italian. That uh, riding crop part of the nurse's uniform? No. Belonged to a boy who was killed last year. France. Oh, I'm sorry. He was a very nice boy. He was going to marry me. Were you engaged long? We grew up together. I should have married him before. I thought it wouldn't be right. I was a fool. Well, you couldn't tell before. Have you ever loved anyone? No. Here, sit down. Thank you. You've got beautiful hair. Oh, I was going to cut it off when he died. No. I wanted to do something for him. I hadn't given him anything else, and then, of course, he was killed. And that was the end of it. You, uh, been at nursing long? A year. I had some silly idea he'd come to the hospital with a saber cut, I suppose, and a picturesque bandage around the head. It blew him all to bits, you know. We, uh... We haven't had nurses here before. Oh, we're all on special behavior. We don't go out. I can come here, though. Oh, yes. We're not cloistered. The army doesn't... Let's, uh... Let's drop the war. Well, it's hard. There's no place to drop it. Your hair is beautiful. <sighs> Very. No. No. What's the matter? Your arm. Please, no. I... Catherine, I... Please, no. I'm so sorry. Well, I suppose I shouldn't have kissed you. I hate scenes. I just couldn't stand the nurse's evening off aspect. I didn't hurt you. Oh, no. You know, I've been leading a funny life, and I never talk English, and then you are very beautiful. Well, that's all right. You needn't have Well, anyway, we dropped the war. <laughs> you are sweet. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You're a dear. I'd be glad to kiss you, if you don't mind. So, the prodigal returns. Don't bother me. Where the devil have you been, Henry? Go on back to your book. After stealing the beautiful Miss Barclay and leaving poor Rinaldi with a sour scotch one. Blow out that candle before I knock it out. Uh-uh, little puppy, don't scratch. All right, then. Hey, I was reading. Good night, Rinaldi. 
What's up, Tenente? We go up. The front. Oh, of all the... All right, get those blasted ambulances rolling. Helmets and gas masks. But, Tenente, the helmets come down over our ears, and those gas masks couldn't save you from a bad cheese. Look, I don't make the regulations. As far as I'm concerned, you can take those helmets... All right, Tenente. Helmets and gas masks. You'd think there was a war. Listen. Minerva. You're crazy. They don't have any guns that big in the mountains. 420s. There. You can tell by the holes. <laughs> Not me. I ain't going out of this dugout to see no holes. What do you think, Tenente? Barrage. They know there's an attack. You figure the men know they know? You crazy? If they did, they wouldn't attack. Hey. What would happen if nobody attacked? They'd shoot them. Hey, Tenente, you shouldn't let us talk this way. It's sedition. Viva Italia. I don't care how you talk. Just shut up when the other officers are around. Officers. Excuse me, Tenente. But that's how the war goes. Nobody wants it. Only some are more afraid of the officers, so they fight. So we take San Gabriel? Maybe we take Carso and Trieste. So then where are we? You talk too much. Hmm. Hey, when do we eat, Tenente? Well, they said they'd bring over some pasta shooter. They said. <laughs> There'll be snow in the valleys before they bring it over. What do they care? They got a dugout and feet down. Oh, holy Mary. Hey, Tenente, you scared? Sure. There won't be no food up now. A couple more like that and I'll lose my appetite. <laughs> Not me. I haven't had a decent meal since Victor Emmanuel was a second grade corporal. I could go for a dish of pasta, maybe with the cheese sauce and... Again, what is it? Oh, oh, stop it. Stand still. I'm going around. Stop it, he's bleeding. Stop it. There he is. Get that beam out of the way. Tenente. Tenente. Tourniquet. We got him outside. Here, take his leg. Bless him. Look out, Jim. Look out. Sure, sure, Tenente. Kavutsi. He's in there. Tourniquet. He's dead. Hey, look out. You dropped me again. Thirty dollars. Sure, sure, Tenente. Come on now. You go to the aid station. Multiple wounds at the left and right thigh. The right knee, the right foot, the lacerations of the scalp. Uh, does that hurt? Uh, what the devil you think? Anti-tetanus. That's all we can do here. Give him a shot of brandy and ship him back to the field hospital. Baby, Henry, where have you been? In this bed for three weeks. How far do you think you could get with a plaster cast? Look, I, I brought you a present. A nice big button. And you are going to get a medal. 
What for? You were wounded, were you not? Maybe they can get you the silver medal. If you did something heroic, what happened? I was blown up while we were waiting for macaroni and cheese. Oh, blast it. What's the matter? Itches under this foul cast. Uh, corkscrew's under the bed. I got it. This ought to be good. Cost 15 lire. Go ahead. Drink first. Oh. Oh. Takes the enamel off your teeth and leaves it on the roof of your mouth. Everybody misses you at the outfit. No more crazy American. The British hospital unit still there? Alas, no. Your pure sweet Miss Barclay is gone. And the sour scotch one. Back to Hospitale Milan. What a blazes. A lovely, cool goddess. What else is an Englishwoman good for, eh? Nothing but to worship. You're an ignorant, foul-mouthed, uh, stupid... Uh, 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 uh. And after I've got good news for you, you are to go there, too. Tomorrow, you leave on the hospital train. <laughs> all the fighting for the Italian and all the luck for the crazy American. <laughs> expecting in that patience yet? Look, Miss Ferguson, I came all the way down to Milan by train last night, and I don't intend to lie out here on a stretcher till this butcher shop of a hospital gets organized. Where? Now, where do you want the porters to carry my stretcher? But they weren't expect... We haven't any patients yet. You got one now. Aye. Well, I suppose you've got to be put somewhere. Carry on this way. Yes, Sorella. I don't know what to do with you. The doctor isn't here yet. I'll settle for dinner. No. Why? Can I get a bottle of Chianti with it? You cannot. Not unless the doctor orders it. And the doctor... The doctor isn't here yet. I know. Miss Barkley here? Yes. Does she know I'm here? I'll tell her. All right, in this room. I'll put him on the bed. Careful. Ooh, straighten those legs out, you crummy yeah. dog. Sure to me, be sure. There now. I'll get you something to eat. Hospital wasn't open and I couldn't... Hey, Porter. Yes, Taninti? You look in my jacket pocket, you'll find 50 lira. Ah, I've got it, Tenente. You go out and bring a bottle of vermouth uh, and a bottle of Chianti. You got that? Vermouth and Chianti. Certainly, Tenente. Buy yourself a drink with the rest. Oh, thank you, Tenente. Thank you. That's supper. I don't want any. Well, don't stand there. Come in. Catherine. Fred. Hello. Hello, Catherine. Now, don't sit up. You're not well enough. Oh, that's all right. This, is, this pillow. I know. There. How's that? Been remembering about you, Catherine? Oh, well, I... I was crazy before. All the way down the hospital train, I thought about you. I didn't care what I was getting into before, but... Don't say anything. Kiss me the way you did then. Catherine. Oh. Catherine. I think I love you now. I know. I didn't before. That's all right. Oh, kiss me again, Fred. I've been so frightened. You're sweet. There. Now do you believe I love you? You're beautiful, Catherine. Got to be awfully careful. 
The other nurses. The other nurses. No, really, we'll have to be careful in front of other people. I will. You do love me, don't you? Don't say that again. I have to go now, darling, really. Come back right away? I'll come when I can. Catherine, I didn't want to fall in love with you. I know, dear, I know. It's all right. Goodbye. Ninety-seven, eight. You've been nearly normal for a whole week. I don't feel normal. Don't be silly. There, now it's on the chart. You know, darling, you've got a lovely temperature. Ah. I'm awfully proud of it. Maybe all our children will have lovely temperatures. Probably beastly ones. I wish we could go for a walk. Maybe I could send the porter out for a chair. No, I have to get you ready for the doctor. You're going to be operated on. Will you be on night duty again? You won't want me. You've never been operated on. You'll be sick. I won't mean anything, do you? No, I won't. Now, don't be silly, darling. Now, lift your foot. You know, sweet, I'm actually jealous. I get furious when any of the others touch you. Even Ferguson? Especially Ferguson. Fred, when you're going under the ether, just think about something else. Not us. Why? Well, people get awfully badly under ether. Think about some other girl. No. Well, then say your prayers. That ought to make a good impression. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You sleep like a little boy with your arm around the pillow. Are you dreaming about me? I bet it's some other girl. How many people have you ever loved? Nobody. Not even me? Oh, yes. You. Now I've got to rub your back. Can I help her? Ooh, it's cold. Never really loved another girl? No. You're lying to me. Yes. Keep on lying to me. Was she pretty? Oh, I love you, darling. I love you. Does a man always say he loves a girl? If she wants. Well, that's terribly important. I'll say just what you wish. And then you'll never want another girl. Will you? You're crazy. I want just what you want. There isn't any me anymore. Just you. You're sweet. You don't want any other girl, do you? No. There isn't any me anymore. Just you. Lieutenant, wake up. Huh? Come Don't on, wake go up. Away. I got to fix your bandage. Fergie, go away. I'm asleep. No, you're not. Now wake before I roll you out of bed. All right, all right. Now, let me see that wood. Oh, take it easy. Oh, not bad for three days post-operative. Why don't you do your sleeping at night? I'm not blind. Will you come to our wedding, Fergie? You'll not get married. We will. Uh, you'll fight before you marry. We'll never fight. <gasps> what are you doing? Picking shovel work? Stop squaring me. Aye, you'll fight, or you'll die. That's what people do. They don't marry. You're okay, Fergie. I'm not. Maybe you'll be all right, you two. But don't you hurt her. I'll kill you if you do. I won't. Miss Gage, the supervisor, spoke about your sleep in all the forenoon. 
She would. And if she finds all those bottles in the cupboard, oh, she's a prohibitionist. She can go to the devil. Have a drink, Fergie. It'll warm that scotch heart. Never mind. You just watch out. You hurt that girl, and I swear I'll kill you. Darling, the great outside world hasn't changed, has it? I have. Two months in bed. It's over now. Buy me a drink, sweet. I was just thinking that. You know, sometimes I try to put thoughts in your head when we're in different rooms. It works. That's probably because we're thinking the same thing. Ah, uh, Senor Tenente. A bottle of Barbera. Yes, Tenente. Oh, it's been a lovely summer. I get awfully tired of hiding all the time. We should get married. But it takes so long under Italian law, and they'd send me away. Back to Scotland. Maybe they wouldn't. I wouldn't see you till after the war. I only wanted it for you. There isn't any me. I'm you. Don't make up a separate me. I thought girls always wanted to get married. But, darling, I am married. Don't I make you a good wife? You're a lovely wife. Nothing worries you? Only being sent away from you. All right, but I'll marry you the day you say. Oh, don't talk as if you had to make an honest woman of me, please. You won't ever leave me for... Oh. Barbera, Senor Tenente. Thank you. You won't ever leave me for someone else. I love you. I love you. You'll be sick of me. I'll be so faithful. Oh, darling, I'm so happy. We do have a lovely time. Don't question. Let's just be happy and love each other. Let. One, two, one. Lieutenant Henry, the machine can't do all the exercising for you. Don't you want the leg to get better? Sure. The quicker it gets better, the quicker I go back to the front. I'm just dying to go back to the front. Oh, never mind. You do what the doctor says. Now then. One, two, one. Here, Tenente, I brought the brandy like you said. Oh, thanks, Adre. Uh, the head nurse, she won't like all those bottles, Tenente. The head nurse. Uh, uh, sure, Tenente, sure. I can't walk out with you anymore. What's the matter? Well, you don't have to use crutches anymore. And, and they don't think it's proper for a nurse to be seen with a patient who... who doesn't look as if he needs attention. You're almost well. Isn't that lovely? Sure. It's lovely. Lovely. There, now. Your back is all properly rubbed and powdered. Like it. Sure. Cat, I've got to leave. Three weeks. Then I go back to the front. Well, that's fine. Where do you want to go? Can you get off? I'll manage somehow. What's the matter, Catherine? Nothing. Nothing's the matter. Tell me. You can tell me. I don't want to. I'm afraid to worry you. Do I have to? Yes. I'm going to have a baby, darling. Oh. You're not worried, are you? 
please don't. You mustn't. All right. I haven't worried about it. Now, you mustn't or, or, or feel badly or anything. You're pretty wonderful. No, I'm not. I, I didn't want you to worry. You never knew it, did you? No. We'll have a lovely time on your leave. And I'll, I'll write you every day when you're at the front. Where will you be? I'll look after all that. Now, you're not angry. And you don't feel trapped. Well, maybe a little, but not by you. You always... It's only us two. And in the world, there's all the rest of them. Anything comes between us, they have us. They won't get us. You're too brave. No. I'd like to be. <laughs> We're both brave. We'll have a drink. We're splendid people. You deserve a drink. You've been awfully good. We'll have a lovely time on your leave, won't we, darling? You've got jaundice, Lieutenant. That's what's wrong with you. Yellow jaundice. What? I can tell by the whites of your eyes. They aren't white. And that isn't the only trouble you've got. Fergie, have you ever heard of Job's comforters? The head nurse found the porter taking those empty bottles out of your room. She's off to your lieutenant, and she's a tartar. I'm recommending you for a court-martial, Lieutenant Henry. Those were all brandy bottles, weren't they? No. Some of them were candy. Twenty-three brandy bottles. Uh, there were a couple of vermouth flasks, too. I suppose you can't be blamed for not wanting to go back to the front. But you might have tried something more intelligent than producing jaundice by alcoholism. By what? Alcoholism. And you'll get no leave. I don't believe in self-inflicted jaundice. I don't believe that it entitles you to a convalescent leave. Have you ever had jaundice, Miss Gage? I've seen a lot of it. You noticed how the patients enjoyed it. I suppose it's better than the front. Miss Gaines, did you ever know a man who tried to disable himself by kicking himself in the pit of the stomach? You can stop, Lieutenant. There's no point in becoming offensive. Your leave is cancelled, and I shall do my best to have you court-martialed. I'll show those bottles to the doctor when I make my report. Gage, darling, she's furious. We were comparing sensations. I've lost my leave. But it doesn't matter. I'll have to go back to the front as soon as I'm over the jaundice. But there's lots of time, darling. You won't go for weeks. For weeks. Nearly time to go, Kat. I know. Don't worry. You were fine till now, but you're worrying. I won't. Will they read your letters? They can't read English enough to hurt any. I'm afraid I've got to go. We'll have a fine home when you come back. Maybe I'll be back right away. Wounded? Yes. Oh, maybe you'll be hurt just a little in the foot. Or the lobe of the ear. Oh, no. I want your ears the way they are. Yes, sweet. Oh, darling. I have to go, really. I won't watch you. Take good care of yourself and, and young Catherine. Fred. 
Goodbye, darling. Goodbye. Goodbye, darling. listening to the NBC University Theater, starring John Lund and Lorene Tuttle in a one-hour dramatization of the Ernest Hemingway story, A Farewell to Arms. Now it is our pleasure to present a friend of Ernest Hemingway, Malcolm Cowley, literary critic, author, and editor of a collection of Hemingway's best work. Mr. Cowley, speaking from New York. Just out of high school, he drove an ambulance on the Italian front like Frederick Henry, the hero of a farewell to arms. Like Henry, he was badly wounded and spent the summer being patched together in various hospitals, including one where he met a charming English nurse much like Catherine Barclay. Unlike his hero, he did not take part in some of the events to which you will listen in the next half hour. He did not witness the retreat from Caporetto, nor did he ever desert from the Italian army and flee with his beloved into Switzerland. On the contrary, he went home to his family in Oak Park, Illinois, with an aluminum kneecap and a fistful of Italian medals, one of which, the silver medal for military valor, was the second highest military decoration in the gift of the Italian government. A Farewell to Arms was written many years later in a fifth-story corner room of the Hotel Ambos Mundos in Havana. It was his second novel, and he found it much harder to finish than the first had been. In fact, he rewrote the conclusion 70 times before he was satisfied. His readers were satisfied, too, when the book was published in September 1929. Mature, honest, and deeply felt... It is the best novel in the English language about the First World War, and I am not sure that it isn't the best in any language. But there is more to be said about a farewell to arms from the standpoint of Hemingway. But there is more to be said about a farewell to arms from the standpoint of Hemingway's work as a whole. If you think of his four novels as telling a connected story, a legend of war and peace then this would be the first volume of the legend, even though it was written three years after the sun also rises. You might say that the author goes back here to explain how Lady Brett Ashley and Jake Barnes in the earlier written novel became the sort of persons they were. Brett had served as a nurse at the Italian front like Catherine Barclay, and she might be Catherine's sister or her ghost. Jake Barnes, the hero of The Sun Also Rises, is what Frederick Henry might have become in the wasteland of the post-war world. The truth is that all of Hemingway's novels have the same hero. He is called Harry Morgan in To Have and Have Not, and Robert Jordan in For Whom the Bell Tolls. The real story of A Farewell to Arms is how this hero first lost his faith in organized society then lost his beloved and became a sort of outlaw, completely alone. But the story would have a sequel in For Whom the Bell Tolls. 
If you have read that novel, and it must be read, you have learned how the hero regained his faith in society and died for a common cause. Thank you, Mr. Cowley. We will resume the story, Farewell to Arms from Hollywood, following a brief pause for station identification. You are listening to A Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway, brought to you by the NBC University Theater. I didn't see Catherine on the platform as the train dragged out of the Milan station. There were no seats, and I spent the night in the aisle, sitting on my musette bag. Men were sleeping on the floor all down the corridor. That train to the front was always crowded. I joined the company just south of Caporetto, in a clean little town with a fine fountain in the square. Rinaldi was in his quarters when I got there. He was a little drunk, but he insisted that I show him my knee. Is that all the articulation you have? Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, it's a crime to send you back. You ought to have more treatment on it. Tell the general staff. All right, baby. There's nothing left but a drink. It's good. We captured it from the Austrians. Five stars. Looks like you've been having a fine time. Oh, whew. The liquor's better in Milan. Baby, all summer and all fall I operated. All the time. I am one fine, lovely surgeon. I don't think I operate. It's a lousy war. The whole business stinks. Sure it stinks. And the blasted bottle is empty. You ought to have a leave. Who? Me? I have to operate all day, all night. Tenente Fred, the arms and the legs, they pile up like stove wood. Sure, it's a lousy war. I've got the cure. The anodyne, a sedative. This one has seven stars. We captured it from the Germans. Go ahead, Federico, drink. It's good for the hands. Makes them shake. Drink, my friend. Tomorrow... We go up to Caporetto. Glad to be back, Tenente. Piano, you're still crazy. <laughs> That's me, Tenente, crazy. Down, Tenente, down. What's them? Get down. <laughs> What the devil was that? Naval guns. The Austrians have them up above Caporetto. They make a lot of noise. Hey, Bonalo, you still back on there? No. Feel that, Tenente. Ray. Oh, that's all we needed. Oh, here we are. Pull up. We pick up a load for the base hospital. Henry, you brought me a load? Three ambulances full. You're going to operate till your fingers fall off. A drink? Sure, this rain, I'm wet as a duck's bottom. Don't worry. You won't have many more trips. Why? The Germans. They broke through at Caporetto. If they get all the way, we are cooked. Where'd you get that? Division. 
They ordered the retreat. What do I do? Evacuate wounded? You leave him, baby. Get back up to the front and pack the aid station equipment. Get back fast, Frederico. This retreat is going to be like a flood. A flood? So? A drink before you go. Hmm? Tenente, we're all loaded. When do we pull out? We've got to wait for orders. Ah, oh, Tenente, there ain't going to be no orders. That shelling's closer. How about it, Tenente? Okay, we might as well get rolling. Only don't fall asleep at the wheel, Piani. I don't want to end in a ditch. We stop, Piani. Go on back to sleep, Tenente. The road's blocked. Probably clear to Gorizia. You can wake me when they start moving. I'm so tired I could sleep hanging by my ear. Hey, Tenente. We move again. Hey! Hmm? Oh, I was having a dream in English. See, si, you talk out loud. Lucky, I don't understand. Mamma mia, blast What's the matter? My, the wheels won't hold. You're just digging it in deeper. Of all the times. Hey, Piani, what's up? Mud. Get some brush, shove it under the wheels. There's a couple of planks in the road. Shove them under, to the right. I put my cape on the thing, eh? Okay, try it, Piani. Right. No good, huh? Dug in too deep. Anything in the car you want, Piani? See, si, a wine bottle. Do we leave the car, Tenente? Yeah. Let's get going. You got the canteens? Sure. I feel them with wine. Well, let's get walking. Hey, Piani, lay off of the wine. What's the matter? You want me to save it for the Austrians? Oh, boy, my feet hurt. Huh. How about you, Tenente? Mine hurts. Look out for the truck there. Hey, maybe we can get a lift. Hey, hey, hey! Look out! Uh, oh, crying out loud, a low life. How do you like that? Mud all over, that dog. Come on, the firing's getting close. There's a bridge up ahead. We better hurry before they blow it up. Who? They're all gone. It's probably mine. You go first, Tenente. Eh? Uh, lace into the ear. Uh, I'll go. Won't be mine for one man. Come on. Look at that. Bicycle troops. Germans. They'll spot us, sure. Keep down. That's it. Run. Over the embankment. Close. Yo! My hand. Down the other side. We'll nail them. They got him. Tenente. Tenente. I'll get him. Hold on, Tenente. There's no chance. Yanni. Tenente, for the love of... Ah! See? No chance. Dead? They cut him in half. Come, Tenente. we got to get out of here before they come over after us. Come on. Tonello, we don't have to worry no more. We do.
chance to put the holes in the rope, you empty. Not even a blasted star. You wet me, Annie? I'm no duck. You tired of walking? Yeah, I'm tired, Tenente. Tenente? What's the Tenente? Let the officers rot. No more war, blast the officers. I better call you by your name. Already they shot some officers. What's that? In peace. Hey, they got a lieutenant coming. We better get out of here. There's no way. Here they come, Johnny. You, Tenente. Let go of my arm. Come on, come on. The devil's the meaning of this. Let go, you slimy scum. Come on! Shoot him if he would come! I got him, Senor Major. Line him up with the others. What the devil's going on? Who in blazes are you? Battle police, shut up! Why didn't you ask me to come over instead of sending that gorilla? Shut up! We'll take the lieutenant colonel first. You, get up. Yes? Where's your regiment? Dead. Captured. Running. Don't you know an officer should be with his troops? Yes. It is because of treachery such as yours that we have lost the fruits of victory. Uh, have you ever been in a retreat? Italy should never retreat. Uh, if you're going to shoot me, why don't you get on with it? This is stupid. Mm. Abandoned his troops. Sentenced to be shot. Come on, Sergeant. Come on, you. Uh, Come on, I'm coming. Our father, which heart in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Who's next? Hey! Where the devil's another man? Sergeant! Sergeant! Jeez. He's escaped! <laughs> Stay, Piani. They won't bother you. See, si. you better grab one of those timbers. That water's too cold to swim. Right. You better, cut, you better cut those stars off your sleeve so they can't spot you for an officer. Yeah, yeah. Well, goodbye, Piani. Goodbye, Tenente. Good luck. I'll need it. Oh, oh it's cold. Goodbye, Piani. Oh, we missed you at the hospital. Uh, how are things at the front? Uh, here, have a drink. Sure. You, uh, you're in trouble? Yes. The retreat? Yes. Look, I, I do not mean to say anything wrong. Go ahead. It is not impossible to get out of the country now. Uh, the right people, the right papers. All right. Getting out of the country. How is that done? Switzerland. You are an American. If you still have your passport, all you have to do is throw away the uniform and walk over the border. Uh, almost. I haven't got any clothes. I have. You are a good friend, Tenente. You come back to the hospital with me and we fix you up. Miss Barkley still there? The English nurse? Your girl? Alas, no. She is at Stresor. You sure? Sure. On the lake across from Switzerland. She left the address. You're a good friend, Ettrick. Why not? In the war, there's nothing left but good friends. 
So drink up, Tenente. Then we fix you up in nice clothes for the trip to Stresa. Senor Henry. Hello, Emilio. Uh, whiskey. Yes, got you all right. Fine. Yeah. What are you doing in stress, sir, and uh, without your uniform? I'm uh, on leave. Convalescent leave. That's nice to see you. What with the war, there's almost nobody here. The water? Oh, thanks. Are there two nurses here? English? I've seen two nurses. Yeah, they're at the hotel. One of them is my wife. Uh-huh. I'm not joking. I'm sorry. How's the front, Tenente? Let's not talk about the war, Emilio. There isn't any war. Not not for me. Oh, Tenente, those two nurses, they just went by into the dining room. Here, this enough? Thank you. Thank you, Tenente. Catherine! Catherine! Good heavens. Hello. It's you. It's really... Oh, you're a fine mess. What are you doing here? What are you doing out of your uniform? I'm in the cabinet. You're in some mess. Cheer up, Fergie. I'm not cheered by seeing you. I'm not a mess you've gotten this girl into. Oh, I can take care of myself, Fergie. Hush now. I, I can't stand him. He's done nothing but make trouble with the sneaking American tricks. Scotch is such a moral people. Am I really sneaky, Fergie? You are. But where is your uniform? Just another example of your sneakiness. You've had a love affair all summer. Now I suppose you'll sneak off and leave it. We'll both sneak off. I'm ashamed of you, Catherine Barkley. You have no shame and no honor. Don't, Fergie, don't denounce me. You know you like me. You have no shame and no feelings. And you're all smiles just because he's come back. I think it's dreadful. There now, Fergie, don't cry. Don't cry. I'm not crying. Don't you smile at him with your armor on me. You're unreasonable, Fergie. I know, I know. I want you to be happy, both of you. But I hate him. I hate him. Now, Fergie, <laughs> waiter's watching and he looks so unhappy. Do stop crying so as to cheer him up. Please. Nente. Nente, can I speak to you? What's the matter, Emilio? You in trouble? No. You are, Tenente. Yes? They're going to arrest you in the morning. I heard them talking in the cafe. You sure? They know you were here before as an officer. Now you're out of uniform. After this retreat, they arrest everybody. Well? Switzerland, Tenente. Switzerland. How? In my boat. Across the lake. There's a storm. It's rough, but you'll make it. Get your lady dressed, Tenente. I'll be up for the bags right away. Emilio. Careful, Ken. Oh, it's a lovely night to go to Switzerland. If you row all night, you'll be there by morning. You'll see the lights. Thanks, Emilio. Thank you many times. You won't thank me if you get drowned. Go ahead. You can't waste time. Thanks, Emilio. Go on. Good luck, Tenente. Are you all right? I could row for a while, you know. 
It's all right. I want to get across before the custom guards spot us. Oh. What's the matter? Blisters. It's all right. Oh, you poor sweet. You must be dead. Well, my hands are sore. That's all. Give me a drink of water, will you, Cat? My hands hold up. Switzerland, Cat. Hmm? Oh. What? Switzerland. There, that village. The sun's just hitting it. Oh, it's a lovely country. We'll have breakfast, darling. Rolls and jam and coffee. And you'll have four eggs. Oh, darling, your hands. Oh, they'll be all right. We're out of that bloody mess, Cat. But it is true, isn't it? We're really not back at that hospital in the lab. No. Watch out. I'll try to come along that pier. You're a lovely boatman, darling. Hold on. Switzerland. Monsieur, overlooking the fact that one does not usually enter Switzerland by rowboat, and uh, since you have British and American passports and sufficient money, there is only one thing for me to do. Here you are, your provisional visas. Enjoy yourselves in Switzerland. And uh, may I suggest, my father runs a small hotel in the mountains. Tired, Cat? I could walk forever. Let's walk forever. Where we go? Oh, you're a silly boy. It's been grand here, Fred. Lovely winter. Say grand, darling. What? You say grand so sweetly. Say grand. Grand. Why don't you let your hair grow, darling? <laughs> you're crazy. Then I could cut mine off and we'd be just alike. Only one dark and one blonde. Oh, darling, I want you so much... I want to be you, too. You are. We're the same one. The doctor said that. Monsieur and Madame go so well together. Did he say uh, everything was all right? He was immensely impressed with my blood pressure. Darling, why don't you go up here? Fred. Fred. What is it? Something wrong? I think maybe you better call the doctor. Catherine. I think maybe this is it. Oh, Fred, hurry. Hey, please, monsieur, you can see her soon. The doctor is making an examination. Is it all right? The first child is always a long time. Oh, relax, monsieur. There is a cafe across the street. All the fathers go there. How does it go, Doctor? Doctor? Huh? Oh, it does not. What do you mean? There are two things. I should advise the operation. Oh, what if you didn't? Well, you should have to do something eventually. Madame Henry is losing her strength rapidly. You, you advise it? If it were my own wife, it will take an hour to get ready. You can see her now if you like. Uh, nurse, oui. get Monsieur Henry a sterile gown.
It is your husband, Madame Henry. Catherine. Darling. Darling, I have the most lovely doctor. He gives me gas when it gets too bad. She is a little drunk from the anesthetic. I didn't want to make trouble, darling. And now I'm all done. Gone to pieces. No, you're brave. They've broken me. I'm not brave anymore. Everybody's that way. Oh, darling. I'm not going to die. I don't want to leave you. Everybody feels that way. I won't. I won't let myself. You, uh, you will have to go outside now, monsieur. No, we will call you if there is anything. All right, Monsieur Henry, it is all over. Catherine. Hello, darling. Sort of a baby, was it? Shh, now don't talk. A boy. He's long and dark. I'm awfully tired. I hurt. What does he look like? Well, like a like a skinned rabbit with an old man's face. <laughs> that, uh, Monsieur, that is all. You you will have to come away. I'll be back, Cat. Sleep. Bye, darling. Goodbye, sleep. What's the matter, nurse? Why did you pull me away? The baby. Didn't you know? What? Oh, I thought you knew. He is dead. Monsieur Henry! Monsieur Henry! You must come back. What's wrong? Oh, Madame Henry, a hemorrhage. Oh, can I go in? That's what I came back for. Is it, is it dangerous? It is very dangerous. Uh, Dr. Valois is with her. Uh, allow me, please. Hello, darling. Poor sweet... I'm going to die. I hate it. You'll be all right, Catherine. I know you'll be all right. I meant to write you a letter to have. But I didn't do it. Do you, do you want me to get you a priest or anything? Oh, just you. I'm not afraid. I just hate it. She must not talk now. I think it would be better if you would leave her. Don't Please, worry, darling. Don't worry. I'm not a bit afraid. It's just a dirty trick. You dear, brave... No, no. It's just a dirty trick. Please, Monsieur Henry, outside now, please. All right. All right. Doctor? Monsieur Henry. Doctor? She was unconscious all the time. Can I take you to your hotel? No. No. I, I know there's nothing to say. I, I wish no. I... No, there's, there's nothing to say. It was the only thing to do, the operation. I, I, I don't want to talk about it. Well, good night, then. Good night. 
Well, Monsieur Henry, you cannot come in now. Yes, I can. No, but you cannot. I mean, not yet. You get out. Go ahead. Get out. Well, I... Catherine. Catherine. They never give you time, do they? They kill you. Stay around long enough and they kill you. If you're brave or gentle, they break you first, but they kill you. Catherine. It's no good. It's no use. There's no goodbye. No anything. Just no good. So the curtain falls on the second of five programs in which the NBC University Theater will bring you radio plays based on great American stories. Tonight, Ernest Hemingway's A Farewell to Arms, as adapted for radio by Ernest Canoy, has starred John Lund and Lorene Tuttle in the leading roles. John Lund can currently be seen in the Paramount picture A Foreign Affair with Marlene Dietrich and Jean Arthur. Tonight's cast included Donald Morrison, Marion Richmond, Georgia Bacchus, Paul Marion, John Beale, Byron Kane, Joseph Vitale, Jack Edwards Jr., Sidney Miller, and Ralph Zidane. Our thanks to Mr. Malcolm Cowley, author and critic, for his comments on our novel. Original music was composed by Albert Harris, and the orchestra was conducted by Henry Russell. The production was directed by Andrew C. Love. We invite you to listen next week to the NBC University Theater when we present a play based on the story Number One by John Dos Passos, starring Barry Sullivan. Productions of the NBC University Theater are currently being used in conjunction with a course in American fiction under a college-by-radio plan at the University of Louisville. On Stanley speaking, this program came to you from Hollywood. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.